In this bulletin, Anthony Albanese says his decision to join the Sydney Mardi Gras parade is about respect. The federal opposition backs calls for Australia to reopen its embassy in Kyiv. And in football, organizers of an international tournament celebrating gay pride hails it its success. Good morning from the SBS newsroom. I'm Assam Al-Ghalib. Anthony Albanese has become the first sitting Australian Prime Minister to march in the Sydney Mardi Gras parade. Tens of thousands of people celebrated the city's 45th Mardi Gras parade last night, including Mr. Albanese, who made his historic appearance in the march by leading the Rainbow Labour Float. In 2016, Malcolm Turnbull became the first sitting Prime Minister to attend the annual event, but he didn't march in the parade. Mr. Albanese says the action of joining the parade is about highlighting the message of equality and respect. Well, I first marched uh, way back in 1983, so it's been... A long journey of reform that has occurred. In 1983, people were campaigning for basic rights. And of course, five years ago, we saw marriage equality, uh, which has been a good thing. It's just uplifted uh, everyone. It hasn't diminished anyone else's rights. It's just given the same rights to a group of people who were previously denied. First Nations culture is being honoured at Mardi Gras with the first float in the parade celebrating Indigenous Australians. The 20-metre-long rainbow serpent was created with the help of Aboriginal woman Ginny Jane Smith from the NSW-based gay health organisation, ACON. She says it's an honour to have the float lead the march. The rainbow serpent represents the um, creation of, of this nation. I remember my first attendance at Mardi Gras and seeing the First Nations float. I was 16, I'm a 40 year old woman now, and I saw the float go past and I, I just remember looking at it going, I want to be there one day because that's where I see myself. So I want to ensure that other young mob, especially in remote and rural areas, can see themselves represented in what we're doing here. There is safe space and there is love. The New South Wales government says it won't be following Queensland's move to implement pill testing services. It allows people to have the contents of illicit drugs analysed for potentially lethal substances. Queensland has announced it is working on the details to implement the service after seeing the results in the ACT, which ran trials at a music festival in 2018 and 2019, and also now has a fixed pill testing site. But New South Wales Treasurer Matt Keane says the state government's position remains unchanged. Support pill testing here in New South Wales. What we support is a range of other measures to protect people. What we know is that no pill test can determine the individual impact of a drug on an individual. Uh, We want to protect all people. We've put in place a number of other measures uh, to protect people from harmful drugs at parties and festivals. We've had an amnesty bins at these things. Victoria and New South Wales have in the past resisted pushes to roll out approved testing sites despite multiple coronial inquests into drug-related festival deaths recommending the measure. The federal opposition says Australia should revisit the issue of reopening the embassy in Kyiv after Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky said he would welcome a restored Australian diplomatic presence in his country. The Ukrainian leader made the remarks during a live televised media conference in response to a question from SBS chief international correspondent Ben Lewis. In a statement on Twitter, the federal opposition's Simon Birmingham says it is time to reopen the embassy like other allies of Ukraine have done.
He also cites the example of Australia managing embassies in conflict zones from Iraq to Afghanistan. Australia's embassy in Kyiv remains closed since the last officials left at the outbreak of the conflict last February, with consular services being managed from Warsaw. The Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade says security concerns remain, but the decision will remain under review. A meeting of G20 finance leaders has been unable to reach a consensus on how to describe the conflict in Ukraine. The meeting of the world's biggest economies, hosted by India, has ended without a joint communique because of objections from Russia and China. At the last major G20 meeting in Bali in November, leaders had strongly condemned the conflict, warning that it was intensifying fragility in the world's economy. But India's finance minister, Nirmala Sitharaman, says this time a joint communique couldn't be reached, so she was instead required to issue a G20 chair summary and an outcome document stating that there was no agreement on the wording of the conflict. The Bali paragraph, I mean, here paragraph 3 and 4, which is exactly what the Bali Leaders' Summit had come up with, was introduced, but two countries had a reservation. So, uh, with a footnote, certainly a communique can't go out. And therefore, it had to be a chair summary and an outcome document. Australian organizers behind an international football tournament hosted in Sydney as part of World Pride say they are pleased with the success of the four-day competition. The tournament is the 24th World Championships for the International Gay and Lesbian Football Association. It allows footballers from around the world, from a diverse range of sexualities and genders, to come together to play the sport and promote it globally. Sara Midgley helped to organize the tournament. She says the event will have a lasting impact. Tournaments like this can really uh, supercharge um, the future and my club started in 1985 as a group of lesbian women in the inner west getting together, uh, forming a team, they made their own uniforms, they made their own trophies and from there it grew into uh, one of the largest lesbian <laughs> soccer clubs in the world which we're really proud about today. So I think about that sort of transformation over time, definitely these sorts of tournaments can create a lot of change. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Assam Al-Ghalib. Oh,